Well, welcome everyone to Love vs. Hate. My name is Anne, and I'm your old-fashioned nerd. And I'm Emily, your mainstream millennial. And on this podcast, Emily and I like to debate and argue about all the things in life that we love and hate. And most of the time, we don't agree, but we always try to find some common ground. And today, we're going to be talking about <gasps> the languages. languages. I had to be different. I appreciate you're different. Thank That's you. the kind of the point of our podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah okay I actually really love when we do episodes like this because we just kind of we do a little bit of research but we go a little bit off the cuff and I just always find it very fun because they're very broad and there's a lot to love there's a lot to potentially hate but there's just like it's a big subject there's so much that we could talk about side note I didn't do any research (laughs) oh well I did I just collected my thoughts and what I felt about it (laughs) well that's his type of research it's a research in my own brain yeah And it's just, well, and it's particularly apt for you right now because you're trying to learn another language. I am. Can, I want our listeners take two seconds, just, we're gonna, we're gonna leave blank air. Guess in your own head what language (laughs) Emily's listening to. I'll give you a hint. Go back like maybe two or three episodes. What is Emily currently obsessed with? And then you probably can guess what the language is. If you guessed Korean, you would be correct. (laughs) Yes. So I have been learning Korean. It's been very fun. I'm on like day 27 streak or something since I started. Yes. This is sponsored by Duolingo. Just kidding. (laughs) Duolingo. If you're listening. And Rosetta Stone. (laughs) Um, No, but it's been really fun. It's been really confusing at times. Yeah, But overall, really fun. And why Korean? Just give us... I know you could probably talk for hours about it, but just give us a quick... I mean, I just really love ramen. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I mean, there's these people, they're called BTS and Seventeen. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. You might have heard of BTS, like the biggest... K-pop. K-pop group in the world. Um, yeah, and don't... Let's not talk about the quote-unquote hiatus yeah, that I know. they're on. Tears. they're not. Tears. Fun fact today, if you go to Google... Okay, just to be fair, though, this is of the recording. This isn't going to... I know. <laughs> you won't be able to when this comes out. But, but as of recording today... If you search BTS on Google, you can, like, pop balloon hearts and they'll say i purple you and that's yeah, just the it's most adorable it's, thing it's army's birthday technically today yeah so and if you're wondering what i purple you means it means you, you don't get to know because you're not army okay anyway we're moving on back to languages but yes oh, emily's yeah, learning forgot. korean <laughs> i know i know i knew i had to pull you back <laughs> yes. emily's learning korean because of k-pop but um that was partially why we wanted to talk about it because and also like Language I just find so fascinating because at its core, it's actually a survival skill. Did you know that you don't learn how to speak? Like, I mean, technically you do, but it's not something that you're like when you're growing up, when you're a baby and you're learning how to survive. You, we, we don't sit down and say to a baby, okay, move your tongue up and down or move your vocal cords in this way. Like we don't have yes. to teach them. They just learn on their own because it's an instinctual, it's a survival skill. And so you, you just naturally learn it. Okay. Yes. I never realized that. But also, it's crazy to me how I think this might have been one of the inspirations of this episode. As I was telling Anne, I was like, how does somebody know when they hear something? How do they know how to repeat it back correctly? Right. 
How do they know? I just, it's mind boggling. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a survival skill. Like learning how to communicate is one of your essential course to survival as a human. Well, really as any species. And so that's why you aren't, you don't have to be taught it when you're a kid. Well, you do learn it, obviously, you know, you teach kids words words and and letters. Yeah, you absolutely do. But we don't have to teach them how to do it. Like we don't have to tell them, move your mouth in this exact way. We just, we just start doing it for them and they slowly learn. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And the other crazy thing is too, like when you're born, you can learn any language. And so that sounds very simple and like, but (laughs) hear me out for a second, because there's certain languages, especially in Africa, where they'll use like clicks for sounds. And me having grown up in America, my brain, like my vocal cords weren't, I never was learned how to make those sounds yeah and so i can't like i can do my best to kind of repeat them and probably with time i could maybe Mm -hmm. learn but i would have to retrain my brain and my vocal cords to make a new sound yes but as a baby if you're just taught that you you learn it automatically you can just you learn how to make that sound Mm -hmm. and it's way easier for a baby to learn that than for someone my age or for our age yeah so i find my mind i find that is somewhat similar to korean some of the pronunciations of things, I'm like, I've never pronounced like anything, anything like, that. like that. Yeah. And then also the idea that a letter, one letter can be pronounced different ways. To p- I'm, when I say it out loud, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's the same way with our language. Yeah. But it like doesn't, it doesn't and go e. through that in my brain the same. Like, yeah, right. right. But, and, but <laughs> depending on you, where the letter is in the word, it could yeah. be a different like pronunciation or sometimes it could be t- a totally different character in Korean and it's still the same letter. And I'm like, how? I, I, right? Why? But then when you start breaking English down, you're like, oh, we are like awful. Yeah. English is terrible. Like literally like who said that it would be fine to have plain? Because how many different plain words are there and how many different spellings and different meanings, but it's all the same word or the fact that f- the sound f- isn't just an F, it's also a PH. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. It's so, annoying. It is annoying. And the, you know what blows my mind is like, there's over 7,000 languages in the world. And they all have little nuance to them. No, Like, you know, Korean and English, they can have completely different sounding, even just like vowels. And yeah, like, or some languages have these click noises. Like, there's so many different sounds and yet, if you understand, you have this dynamic, complex ability to communicate. Yes. One it thing. Just blows my mind. One thing that I say, I said it out loud, and I was like, "This is the stupidest thing that I've ever said." But <laughs> oh, also, I'm so, I'm so frustrated. In your seats. <laughs> stupidest thing I Emily mean, ever said. I Go. say a lot of stupid things, but okay. So as I'm learning Korean, they have a totally different. Um, lettering system, Mm -hmm. different letters. Some of them are the same. Like Mm -hmm. they have vowels. Like I've learned the lettering, which is called Hangul. And I've learned, okay, A is this, E is this, whatever, so on and so forth. But then I can like put the letters together and I can be like, okay, that's a B, A, P, bop. But I still don't know what the word is. Is that rabbit? Is it frog? Is it exercise? I don't know. What does it mean? Why don't I know what the word is? I want to be able to tell like bop. Oh, that means 
bop. Like, <laughs> like, what does it mean? <laughs> um, oh, learning is hard. I know. I mean, I guess like, like if you learn something in English and you learned C A R car, then you still are like, what is what car? Is car? <laughs> like, I might know the word, but what is? It? I know how to what say the, the word, word, but what is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and what's even harder with a language like Korean or Japanese or Chinese? Like, not only is the words and the vowels and the alphabet and the everything different, the lettering, the characters, but also the sentence structure. Yes. Everything about it is different. Mm-hmm. And so it gets it gets complicated quickly. It is a challenge to learn other language. I am so impressed by people who are bilingual. They they just they impress me I to know. no end. I'm just like, wow, how? That's amazing. Yes. You're amazing. I know. It is really like I know. Kudos to everyone who's listening in bilingual. Or even like American Sign Language. I mean yes. to be able to communicate through just visual mm-hmm. hand motions. Um, and the interesting thing, too, is like language. It's so it's funny because we're sitting here on a podcast. People are listening to us. They understand what we're saying. And yet, you know, a few thousand years from now, English might not even be around anymore. Like it could just not exist. That just blows my mind. Although it's I do find this interesting. OK, so first of all, Emily, I want you to guess. So there's like 7000 languages in the world. How many do you think how many are we losing like how often are we losing a language is it like once a week is it one language per day like how how often do you think we're losing languages is this a multiple choice question Mm, i just gave you a couple examples but though neither of them were correct okay (laughs) was it close to those (laughs) just guess maybe like once every three months one every 14 days, every two weeks, we're what? losing a language. It's estimated to be. Isn't That's that crazy? crazy? It is crazy. And it's how? kind of sad. Well, and even how are there 7,000 languages? Like, that blows my mind, too. Like, there's just so many. And yet... Are and they just like, okay, well, we're going to stop speaking this and start speaking this other language now? Basically, I mean, and a large part of it is, you know, unfortunately, thanks to conquests, you know, that are still happening today, but primarily, I mean, today it's very different, but like, you know, English is not technically native, is not America's native language. Mm -hmm. Like indigenous languages are, but those are rare. And I'm sure there's many of them that have slowly died away. And, you know, some people are obviously keeping them and keeping them going as best they can, but we don't even speak our native ton. Like it's all, and that's very common, especially with English in particular, because, um, you know, Britain, you know, for many centuries went and conquered many lands and different, and that's kind of how English spread. Mm-hmm. And that's really how English kind of became the dominant language of the world, because it is. And a large part of that as well is people will choose to learn English not for an ideological reason, but for a practical reason, because yeah. not only is it the most common language in the world, most countries will have both. Um, and also it's the most common written. So if you want to learn like electronics or mechanics or engineering, a large majority of stuff and <laughs> instructions and all that stuff is in English. So yeah, I do think it's kind of crazy. When we went across to Europe and we visited Barcelona and Paris, we didn't have to speak their language. Well, actually, I only had to speak Spanish to one person and that was our Airbnb lady. (laughs) She didn't speak any English. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But literally everybody else knew to speak English to us. 
We didn't have to speak French. Right. We didn't have to speak Spanish. Right. They just know, like, oh, why do I go to your native <laughs> land and you have to Conformed speak English to, to yeah. me? That is crazy. It's, again, it's just kind of be- a large part, like I said, because of... Um, not only did Britain sort of spread out their language because of how they conquered the world, but also because America is one of the more dominant countries in terms of, again, like, um, you know, resources and we're literally like this melting pot of people. And mm-hmm. like, there's just kind of a lot of reasons why it ended up sort of being dominant. But I honestly, like, I wonder what's going to happen in the future because, you know, centuries ago, that was Latin. Like, Latin was everywhere. Everyone knew at least basic Latin. Like, you might speak another language, but every, like, Latin was the dominant language of the world. And even English is derived from it. And it's, many languages are derived from Latin. And yet, nobody speaks it. And it's basically a dead language. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you have to study if you want to even... But nobody speaks the it. The only time Latin is used is when you're developing a new website. <laughs> they yes. need words on a site. Or if you just want to sound really smart, then you use Latin. <laughs> but yeah, but... So it's just... I wonder, like, what's going to happen? And people have theorized, and I... You know, this... We obviously don't know for sure. But there are theories out there that, you know, thousands of years from now, the only languages that will survive is English and Chinese. And those wow. will be like the only ones that'll have survived. Well, I'm guessing Korean will still be surviving. Maybe because of BTS. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, BTS, for saving your language. But they yeah. can do it all. But I just find it interesting, and or even American Sign Language. You know, it's it's called one of the you know universal languages because across the globe everyone who speaks sign language it tends to be american sign language um but you know obviously there's little nuances and stuff but even that like you know would that survive i don't i don't know it just blows my mind how do languages even start and then change like why did we leave latin why isn't latin still around well yeah and i think it's going to be harder to leave a language Especially one like English or Chinese or whatever else is like super popular because of the technology we have and like being Uh, able to keep everything. Yes. So Latin, sorry, but you you just didn't come at the right time. Yeah, I I do think that will play a role. You were a little early to the party. Yeah, you were a little little before your time. Uh, but even in English, I mean, and obviously we're looking at, I mean, we've only been on earth for, you know, 28 odd years <laughs> and, but yet even, you know, there's like millennial phrasing and Gen yes. Z phrasing and like, will it eventually, again, if you think thousands of years into the future, will English have developed into a well, whole new, yes, accents, because accents, British, like, yes. yes, even our last episode when I was saying I don't really like period pieces because I don't understand the way that they spoke. I understand English. They're speaking English, right? but I don't, it doesn't connect with me right as well as how people speak today exactly like shakespearean is english but it can be very difficult to understand Mm -hmm. to modern readers and so it's just fascinating to me and even you know there are there's phrasings in british you know like british english Mm -hmm. that are different than american english and within that there's some nuances and it's just i find it all fascinating yeah and you think about like the different generations 
they all have their different slang and their different words, like you said, and like these apps like TikTok and Instagram or whatever that all these young people are going to be on and all the old people are going to be like, what are you talking about? What what's something's on fire? It's lit. What? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's probably like an outdated term and I just don't know it. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what's new. They used. I don't I don't know. I'm not all up in the the terminology these days but that's what i'm saying like there's there's literally like gen z phrasing that yes. people say now and i'm like what yeah and they're like oh you millennial and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm sorry, sorry i am a millennial <laughs> so it's i i actually genuinely love it i think language is fascinating there's so many facets to it that you can dive into and learn um and it's just it blows my mind the other thing is like how there's a general feeling about different languages like you'll hear like uh french and spanish are like pretty and like mm. the language of love or whatever and, and then, then you hear german, hear german and it's, and it's like, like <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's angry so sounding <laughs> it's got very hard like yeah it's harsh <laughs> it is harsh <laughs> And, like, everybody just knows you got to speak English. Like, if you want to get anywhere, you got to know English. And, Mm, like... It is crazy. And I I hope that we can... Because I think the more languages... Honestly, like, hearing that we're losing a language every 14 days, like, basically every two weeks, I think that's really sad. You know, like, there's just... There's so much beauty in other languages. And there's so much just, like cultural and tradition behind speaking a native language from your heritage and so i just it's sad that we're losing so much of that yeah one thing we haven't quite gotten into is accents yes because it's funny you know i i forget sometimes that like there's a bunch of different accents in america for Mm -hmm. some reason i I don't know why i guess i just am sheltered but (laughs) She's too busy watching period pieces. I am. Yeah. And listening to British accents. But in America, like there are a lot of different, especially down south. And there's such interesting nuance too. like there's the southern Louisiana accent versus like a southern Kentucky accent. And like there's so much nuance to Mm -hmm. it. And sometimes like I'm like, you're from America. I can't understand. I literally can't understand. Are you speaking English? (laughs) Or yeah. Or if you're in Britain, like there are certain like Scots like they yeah. certain and Irish like sometimes their accents are very heavy that I'm like wait what are you what are you saying? <laughs> like you're speaking the same language as me but I don't understand you. <laughs> one of the things that was funny is one time my parents and I were in New York on a trip in New York City we went to some shop and the guy working at the counter was like are you guys from down south and we're like no, no we're from the Midwest and he's like where is that. <laughs> He didn't know where the Midwest was. And he lived in America? Yeah. Oh, well. But it was funny. Some people don't know where the Upper Peninsula is. Southern? (laughs) Do I sound Southern? Hey, y'all. No, I ain't from the South. We can't. Uh, I'm sorry. Am I offending anybody? I'm sorry. sorry. Every accent I try. I see this is why I like to play D&D here's a little bit of my nerdum because I do try and do accents but it's a safe place because <laughs> nobody even if I'm atrocious and I do it terribly nobody's offended and they're just like they, they appreciate that I'm giving an effort so but yes but I don't understand how accents like how did accents come about I don't it just doesn't know. make any it's sense. a regional thing yeah I don't know why it's and it's it's just one of those things that 
is regional because I don't know why. Yeah, we don't know. If <laughs> don't anybody know. knows, let us know. I know. We need to bring on a guest expert who yes. knows everything about languages because it's... Or just accents. Or just accents in general. But but language is so fascinating. It is. And yet, in all of this talking that we've been doing and you as a listener listening, what blows my mind is how often we can misunderstand and misinterpret our own language and in our own intentions like how many miscommunications do you have at work or with your family or with your friends where you're trying to communicate a feeling or a thought or you're trying to communicate your thought process about an idea or a dream like and you're you're using a language that I'm that I understand I understand every word you're saying but because of your choice of words or maybe because of your delivery it's just not coming across the right way and you lose something in translation Mm. Mm-hmm. That always blows my mind, too. There's so many, like, just miscommunications that happen in our world because our language is not a perfect tool for communication. Yeah. As much as it gets us from point A to point B, it also, like, can't get us from point A to point C. You know, it's this kind of yeah nuance. Because, well, it's not the only part of the communication. There's also the brain. Just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, the visual, and I was like, yeah, and our poor listeners, like, they never get to see us. (laughs) They're just here. There's also the emotion that you have when you say it, and that's a contributing factor to how somebody receives it. Right. And there's so many other things. Yeah. Yeah. It gets complicated quickly. The tone, if you roll your eyes, your body language. (laughs) Or even the... (gasps) Body uh, language. We talk about... Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Every time I hear body language, all I can think of is... Jesse McCartney. Me too. No, Ariel in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> when... Okay. That just, showed our, that just showed our millennial versus nerd. She thought of a Disney movie and I thought of like a teenage heartthrob. <laughs> Ursula. That's her... You know, when she's like, don't underestimate body, body language. language. Wow. Yeah. Don't underestimate it. You heard it from Ursula first. (laughs) (laughs) And who did you say? Jesse McCartney. I don't even know who that is. He's like a pop star slash actor. Nah. Yes. (laughs) He wasn't like really big, but he was. For you. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't like the Jonas Brothers, but. I do know who the Jonas Brothers are. He was on The Masked Singer and I saw him in concert. (gasps) Wow. So, boom, the other day. Not the other day, the other year. (laughs) At some point in your lifetime? At some point in my lifetime, we were in the same room together. Wow, so special. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anywho. Emily, what's your life lesson from languages? Learning about languages. Um, I think my life lesson is that it's actually really fun and very beneficial to learn another language. Um, Spanish specifically is very helpful. Well, not, I mean, yeah, it's very helpful. Probably the best language to learn if you were to learn a second language. At least as an American. Yes. Um, and if there's anybody listening who's in middle or high school right now, just know how important it actually is and how you may think that it's annoying that you have to take a language class in school, but it's actually super beneficial and it can be really fun. Yes. Just think about all the places you could go and 
understand what's going on. Yes. But also my other life lesson. <laughs> Two life lessons. Yes. Because languages are so important. Um, if you want to learn a language, it's actually really fun when you're not in school too. <laughs> and they have so many apps out there and I recommend Duolingo. Okay. Honestly, I think that's uh, an important life lesson for me is you're never too old to learn a language. Yes. And it may take more time. You know, like I said, younger. And what one thing, too, that astonishes me is I have a friend who um, he speaks fluent Spanish and English. And he learned them from a very young age. And he does not have an accent in either language. Like he just because, again, because he was a young age, his vocal cords, like he never developed an mm. accent because he was able to learn the proper way to say it. Um, so I just think that's kind of amazing. So if you have kids and they're young and they're enjoying the process, like definitely encourage them to learn multiple languages. But also, even if you're older and even if you don't get it exactly right, like people really appreciate the effort. So even if you don't, even if you have a thick accent, even if it's hard to say, I think people do genuinely appreciate if you make an effort to like speak in their native language. So just mm-hmm. just go for it. Be brave. I know it can be nerve wracking, but be brave. And for all of those out there who can speak multiple languages who are bilingual, you're amazing. And wow. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That's just amazing. You're like a superhero. Yeah. Like you have superpowers. You really are.